Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the q and Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the pre-free agency mailbag with our friend who hasn't been on the show in a bit because he's been recovering from an injury. He's been on the disabled list, so... Glad to have him back now. He's feeling better. He's rested up. He's ready for free agency. The owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's up, brother? Ah, you know, not too much. Just getting ready to uh, navigate this uh, crazy, mad world of the NFL that we currently reside in now because uh, nothing's normal ever. And uh, this is just madness that's going on always now. Chris, all around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces. I find it kind of funny, find it kind of sad. It's a mad, mad world. Tears for Fears. Since you said mad world, I figured I would bring that song up. It's a great song. I think Michael Andrews redid it, and it became a staple of radio for a little bit. But if you don't know the song, check it out. Because that's what went through my head when Chris was saying it's a mad, mad world in the NFL. Which indeed it is, by the way, as we head into free agency. And that's why we're doing a free agency mailbag. We'll start with our friend and play like a Jet contributor, John Grella. He says, how many new starters do the Jets need? I'm going with nine. Okay, Let's see. The Jets need a new starting tight end. They need a new starting guard. They need another starting receiver. So that's three. 
They probably need two new starting linebackers that would make five, two starting safeties that would make seven, a starting corner that would make eight, and they need a new edge rusher. So, yeah, nine. Nine sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, that's about right. Uh, We can, you know, uh, tweak a little bit here or there to bump it up or down one or two, but that's about right. Uh, they they need a lot of help, and you know with with the other moves that's happening, the AFC is even more stacked right now. So they need even more help than previously thought. Um, again, I just I just I don't know what else to say but to preach patience with fans here that you're gonna have to look for the progress to come in chunks here. You need. You obviously can't. I'm nowhere near telling you you're gonna have to deal with something similar to last season. You're gonna be looking for progress and hope here, but you have to have a realistic expectation that there can only be so big of a chunk. You go ahead and look at the schedule next year of all these teams they're playing. Like it is. There's a lot of really good teams in the AFC now. So and they have so much work to do that they can make a chunk if they do everything right, and then they're going to have to, you know, build from there and to really do damage. So they need – it's not just nine starters, which is daunting enough. They're nine starters at valuable positions, and they got to be damn good starters. Like, they they really got to do – they can't miss. They need to be hitting – you know, like at least four out of every five of these things they need to go. They need one of those stretches for like a three-year period where you're hitting on four out of five, three out of five, all those types of things to really be able to coast for a little bit. And that needs this, that needs this, uh, you know, have started last year and then continue now. Next question John asks is, if two to three upgrades had to wait until next year, what would they be? I guess you could wait on upgrading at one of the safety spots, one of the linebacker spots. I guess you could hold off on upgrading a guard if you came back with LDT again, if you had to. So I suppose those are the three least urgent ones because you could get by with LDT at guard and you could probably get by with Quincy Williams at one of the linebacker spots and LaMarcus Joyner if you bring him back on a cheap one-year deal at one of the safety spots. So I guess that would be my answer there. Yeah, I mean, defense in general is my answer there. That... (laughs) shouldn't really surprise any of you listeners there. Uh, I I would agree with you there on offense. If, if you did something that the LDT, that would be like the one exception there. Um, it, but even that, you know, that's, that feels like one of those moves. That's a big roll of the dice, bringing him back to expect him to play at the level he did. Uh, that it just feels like one of those classic moves that you make. You get surprised at bringing somebody in last, you know, midseason. They uh, exceed your expectations, then you pay them, and then you're like, oh, wait, no, that he is who we thought he was this whole time. Um, but yeah, I I think you could get away with pushing off any anything defensively right now. You just just give Zach Wilson everything. That's that's. All I care about again. I know that you people are going to disagree with me, 
But long term here, long down the road, if we can, if they could just get Zach Wilson right, you can agree with me down the road that that was the most important thing. Next question from John is, would you trade a second round pick for Amari Cooper? I probably wouldn't now only because the Cowboys seem poised to release him and it doesn't look like the offers coming in or anything close to that. So I would try to jump in and grab him before he gets released. Kind of like what Arizona did last year with Rodney Hudson, where they ended up trading a third for Hudson and a seventh to the Raiders. Maybe you could work out a deal like that. But I wouldn't trade a second right now because it doesn't seem like it's necessary. Yeah, I'm not trading a second for him and that that contract as it is. Uh, for well, I'm not thinking about it because of what you said. Uh, you can still get him. He's going to become a free agent. You might be able to, if you want to think about something, you know, like a fifth or something like that to, to ensure it, sure. Uh, we can maybe talk about that, but the the uh, second's too valuable uh, for somebody who is going to be released. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, what are your thoughts on Hayden Hurst as a tight end signing for the Jets where they wouldn't have to break the bank, but they get a really good blocker and a decent receiver? Do you think what they do in free agency will tip their hand as far as what they'll do with the fourth pick in the draft? I don't know that free agency is necessarily going to tip their hand to what they would do at number four in the draft. I guess if they sign an awesome guard like Brandon Scherf, that probably means they're not going to draft Evan Neal or Ikim Aquanu at number four. I can't really say for sure, 
but I don't know that it necessarily tips their hand. As far as Hayden Hurst, yeah, that's fine. I think they should draft a tight end no matter what they do because there are no tight ends that are going to be available, especially with Dalton Schultz being franchise tagged, that are good enough to be a number one tight end in this offense. But Hayden Hurst coming in here as a number two tight end would be fine. I know John Grello, whose questions we answered just before this, is a big Hayden Hurst fan as well. So I think he's fine as a number two tight end if they can get him at a reasonable price. Yeah, if if you haven't already, fans, uh, you're going to have to adjust your expectations on the free agent tight end market. This is obviously the case. Um Everybody getting franchised and then even Noah Fanton getting shipped to Seattle. Uh, like, there, there's just not going to be a lot out there as far as, like, you know, somebody you could really, that they really want to um, not be George Kittle, but, you know, be a George Kittle light at least. Uh, Hayden Hurst isn't going to do that. But there's nobody else that they they can get there on the free agent market that can do that. So to get somebody like Hayden Hurst and then pair it with somebody in the draft, yeah, that that sounds like a like a smart uh, strategy to me. Next question comes in from T Diddy Jammer fifty four. He says, I personally think the Jets' top free agency targets should be at linebacker, safety, and corner. Who are the top three players that you think the Jets should target at those positions? So at linebacker, I've talked a lot about Foyer, Luakon. It just makes a lot of sense. I don't think he's going to be crazy expensive, but he fits the system. He's very familiar with Jeff Ulbrich. In fact, he blossomed under him when Ulbrich was the linebacker coach and then later defensive coordinator with the Atlanta Falcons. So I think that would be good. At safety, Marcus Williams is the obvious answer there. If they can't get him, there are other options they could look into. And I said before, I wouldn't hate the idea of bringing LaMarcus Joyner back on a cheap one-year deal to maybe be that second safety or at least compete for that second safety spot. And then at corner... The obvious answer here is either J.C. Jackson or Carlton Davis. If they can get either one of them, they're both going to cost a ton of money. J.C. Jackson is looking to get paid, and you understand why. He was an undrafted free agent, so he's been vastly underpaid for the four years of his career. We all know that the average career in the NFL is very short, so you got to get paid while you can. So Jackson is going to probably be looking for like $20 million a year. I'm not sure the Jets are going to be the team that's going to be willing to pay him that, but certainly they'll at least dip their toe in that water. Anytime a player of that caliber at a position of need that's so important is available, certainly Joe Douglas would be willing to see what it would take to get him. Carlton Davis, similar situation, although I think he'll get slightly less money, but those would be my answers. I think Jackson and Davis, the top options at corner. Aluakon makes a lot of sense at linebacker because he's a younger guy, would be a nice compliment to C.J. Mosley, and at safety, the top dog is obviously Marcus Williams. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to be boring and just going to have to kind of echo what you said here. Um, I, I don't even really have as much thoughts specifically about the linebacker there, but I, Marcus Williams and Carlton Davis for me, that's, that's, that's where I'd be investing that money. Uh, I'd be looking to go after, uh, those two guys specifically, uh, is, is what I'd be targeting if I was the Jets right now. Next question comes in from Bart Hartley Jarvis. He says, what's a surprise position the Jets will address in free agency with a mid to upper tier signing 
with a team that has so many holes, I guess there won't be many surprises besides maybe if they paid a big-time quarterback. However, I still must posit this question. Side note, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much for that. As far as the surprise position the Jets could address with a mid to upper tier signing, it's a tough one because like you said, it's hard for there to be a surprise since they need help everywhere. I guess it would be sort of a surprise if they spent a ton of money on somebody like Brandon Scherf at guard, but I guess that could happen, maybe a Lakin Tomlinson. But even that wouldn't really be a big surprise, so that's the closest I can come to a surprising signing, I suppose. Who's like the uh, a big uh, inside uh, defensive lineman that they could go sign? Because I, <laughs> I feel like that's the only one that they could uh, – the only way they could surprise spending big – is like on like a run stuffing uh, interior lineman. They like that's the one thing that they don't need. <laughs> that that that's it. So that's that's the only surprise. Maybe uh you know like you said they if they went uh, crazy at quarterback or something or but they, that's about it. I I don't like what other position would surprise you. They they could. I mean, I'd be surprised if, I guess, at running back, I'd still be surprised. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they'll ever be somebody who's looking to spend money at free agent at, on free agent running back, so that would still be a surprise. But, yeah, other than that, there's exceptions there. Um, technically, we just said that we don't expect it with a tight end here now, but that's – not because of how badly they need the position. Uh, it's just because of what's available. So, yeah, uh, that, that's it. Uh, there can't be that many surprises be- with how much this needs. Next question comes in from J.P. Wax, where he says, doesn't it make economic and caponomic sense to target the lesser positions in free agency and attack the premium positions in the draft? Do you like my new word, caponomic? Yes, I actually do love caponomic, and I'm going to give you credit for that every time I use it, kind of the same way that I give Peter J. Dillard credit for usurper. And I do agree with you because I think with offense, it's easier to address those needs than it is to address the premium defensive needs because I think the Jets don't need as much work on the offensive side of the ball and they don't need the premium positions. You need a wide receiver, but I think the better route there is to go after somebody like an Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks, an established number one or number one type receiver because that's a guy that can help Zach Wilson right now. He's a proven commodity. Most of these rookie wide receivers are going to take a while to really come into their own at least half a season, and I would rather them make the investment in somebody who already knows how to play the NFL game, is adjusted to the NFL game, and can come in and be a security blanket for Wilson day number one. That doesn't mean I wouldn't take a receiver at some point. It just means I wouldn't do it in the first round, and I would rather go out and either sign or trade for a receiver. I think you could do the same at guard, or you could get a guard past the first round. I don't think you need to invest in one in the first round. And I think the same thing is the case for tight end. I don't think there's a tight end you would take in the first round. So those are the three big needs. Running back too. You're not taking a running back in the first round. I think you can get one in the second, third, or even fourth. As far as the first round picks though, it's very difficult to get a top-notch corner. It's very difficult to get a top-notch edge. So that's where I would be looking with those two picks 
for that reason because as I said the needs that you have on offense it's much easier to fill in other ways and there's a lot greater supply it's not the case on defense now I know Chris if he had his druthers wouldn't even feel the defense he would just basically invest every single penny of the salary cap and every single draft pick on offense and essentially he would go out there with half a roster so he may not agree with me but I do agree with you John I think that If you have those two top 10 picks and you can get the edge in the corner that you're likely not going to be able to get in free agency, you do that. Whereas for the reasons I mentioned, you can get the players you need at the other spots and linebacker and safety would be in this category too, because I think you can get linebackers and safeties both in free agency and later on in the draft past the first round. But that is what I would do. I would go with edge and corner if I could with those top two picks. And then I would fill out everything else in free agency with trades and in rounds two through four primarily. All right. Well, first I'll start. I do like caponomics. I like that very much. <laughs> Excellent job there. Well done. And now the overall point. In theory, absolutely. Uh, this is now you look at you, you just have to be careful because it can backfire on you because you want to you, you have to pay. As we know, free agency, what is the golden rule of free agency? You have to overpay uh, for, mo- for most players, players of a certain st- stature and level. You have to overpay a little bit, which cool. No problem. Fine. But that makes it extra. You you got to hit on those guys, and you don't have the built-in excuse of you know drafting in the rookie as and we just don't really know. You should have a better clue by we're talking that NFL veterans that you can't be missing. You can't go Mike McCagney and Tremaine Johnson on these things. <laughs> but yeah, theoretically, the idea to be able to say okay, I'm spending my money on this. I want to have a little more certainty behind what I'm doing here and I can spend money here in free agency to allow me to open up and do other things in the draft. But again, that does come with that you have to be a little more certain, a little more sure because that's where you can – same as, you know, blowing a top five pick on a quarterback who's going to uh, do nothing but be bad for the next three years can set you back. So can spending a whole bunch of money on Truman Johnson's can set you back. So there, there is a balance and you got to do it right. But yeah, absolutely. That's it. But it, it's also this. It's year to it's year to year, right? It's depending on the free agent class. It's depending on that draft class. Because if if there's not the players to match up with what you're looking for and what you need and the money available, you, you can't try to force it. Um, this year, you know, there there are a couple options available at certain positions where it makes sense. Like, I, I, I know there's been a lot of talk right now about how how aggressive Joe Douglas is going to be in this nut. And I still think we're getting a little lost. I think that when he identifies somebody he really wants, 
he's going to be aggressive for him. If it's a fit, a, a good age-wise, uh, you know, money, all that, he's going to go aggressive and go after him. Whether or not that doesn't mean he's going to be able to land him, but he's going to be aggressive and go after him. Otherwise, I think he's going to be content to kind of sit down and go for, you know, those second-tier options on a lot of things. And but it, there's going to be a couple of guys that he's going to go after like that, and that that's the right way to, to kind of play free agency is just kind of lay in the weeds and wait to the guys that really get you excited, um, and, and go after them, attack them. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll have part two for you tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up there taking a look at Dalton Schultz, who could be a Jets target, free agency at tight end. Speaking of tight end, he's got a great video up there of Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State, and what he thinks McBride could do for the Jets offense if the Jets were to draft him. He's got a video up reviewing Zach Wilson most recent performance against the Buffalo Bills and breaking down how he went from being a turnover-prone quarterback to a turnover-free quarterback. That's all on our YouTube channel right now, so check out those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To 
to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.